Hi everyone, it's Leanne, the Barefoot Medium here, and we are on Barefoot Radio, show that aims to guide and support you in connecting, transforming, and growing in all things love, soul, and spirit. A very big welcome to all of our listeners today, and a special welcome to the members of the Barefoot Tribe. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, I'm an international medium, a twin flame, love relationship, and business coach, as well as an author originally from Brisbane, Australia, and currently living in Columbia, South America. I am absolutely passionate about providing you with the opportunities to access practical knowledge and guidance, as well as tools and techniques you can use in your everyday lives to embrace what you love, what brings you into connection with your soul, with your joy, and what brings you into being more of your authentic self. Feel free to kick off your shoes, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show, where I am joined by Jean Sheehan from Millennium Education, who is an international award-winning medical intuitive and author based in Noosa on the Sunshine Coast in Australia. Jean is a true alchemist metaphysical teacher and life skills coach with over 20 years of experience specializing in helping both women and children facilitating enormous transformational change in their lives not only is Jean here today on barefoot radio to share her story with you we will also be discussing a topic that you know brings me a lot of joy and I'm so interested to hear about it is how helping kids to know they're amazing and millennium and indigo children so welcome jean thank you so much leanne i'm so excited to connect with you please tell our listeners if you can a little bit about your story a little bit about what you do and how you connect with love soul and spirit in your everyday life a little bit about me. So even though I have the name Jean, I'm actually Greek Arabic and I was born in Kuwait and I was born with a gift of seeing inside the body, the anatomy, physiology. And uh, in my culture, it was very taboo. Um, you just don't see any of that sort of stuff. And um, a lot of um, it was seen as cursing and things like that. Uh, at 16, my mum died on Christmas Day and I watched nursing staff, medical staff and thought, why aren't they supporting how she needs to be supported, thinking everybody could see inside the body? So I decided to finish my last year of years at school. Uh, I was homeless after she died. I went into nursing uh, to quantify my uh, ability to see inside the body I needed to uh, satisfy my left brain my right brain was really creative and intuitive but my left brain wanted the hunger for the quantum and science and then I went into pathology uh, so that's blood collecting in the laboratory looking at specimens on the microscope and things like that and then into autopsies um, just to quantify what I could see is what I could see and then started guinea pigging with my nursing friends about what I could see inside the body and it just took off. People said, oh, look, can we do sessions? Can we learn it? So now I teach medical intuition globally. The courses were accredited last year with three uh, uh, particular positions 
recognised in 26 countries and from that I've been able to create the Millennium Children personalities, being able to see their gifts, their challenges, their brilliance and uh, wrote two books about it in five days, um, which went award um, Amazon bestseller in 45 minutes. So I love what I do and I want people just to be the best that they can be um, just because that's what we were born to do. Yeah, so that's I, a little bit about me. I really love how you talk about the left and the right brain and needing to satisfy that, obviously, as as a, a medium and a psychic. And I have learnt a little bit of the medical intuitive as well, uh, which yep. helps me in what I do. I love the fact that you've got the balance of the two because yes. my background educationally is psychology, criminology and education. <sighs> Wow. Yeah. And so bringing that psychology into mm. sessions with mediumship, which really deals with grief and loss, allows me to bring in the stages of grief and help people through the counselling side. So I love that you've got both there. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And so it. When people come to me for sessions, which I, I don't do much of anymore unless they're referred by doctors or naturopaths or things, I just, it is that marriage, as you said, between, you know, people think, uh, you know, you're just spiritual or you're just mainstream. I see it as a marriage of everything. Like I want to have my cake and eat it too and just have everything together. Um, and yeah, it, for me, uh, we're all spiritual, whether um, we're sick in bed, whether we're the president, prime minister, whether uh, it doesn't really matter. Life is just meant to be amazing. Let's go. And yeah. for those listeners who've not heard of or don't know about what a medical intuitive can do, can you describe a little bit about what a session might look like or how you receive the information that comes yes. in? Definitely. So um, when even prior to someone booking in and I don't, I'm very blessed. I've got staff. So my receptionist or personal assistant might book someone in. I'll start getting information about people. So I've always got my voice recorder or pen and paper and I jot it down. Um, and the session will start. So let's pretend um, Annie books in and she said, oh, I've got headaches and um, I keep tripping over. When I look inside the body, I'll see the actual anatomy uh, like a blood test, like an MRI, like an X-ray ultrasound, but even finer and deeper. And it's very anatomy-based. I can't switch it off. It's like looking at someone with a dress on. And the body will take me to the priority. So although she said headaches and tripping over, I might get the left lower lobe. I get information about it. And it's like um, finding a story. So it's almost, and this is where like with autopsies, you're finding the story of why they died of why they died or how did they live or the same in pathology. I find the story and then we might link to the headaches. And so the result in that hour is, look, this is what the body's saying. I draw these crazy diagrams. It looks like a gingerbread man, but that's the person. And then I ask the body, uh, why did the person create it? Because I believe that we create disharmony in the body. 
what does the body require and do they need to see someone else? Because I've got nursing background. I don't have the skills of naturopathy or osteopathy or whatever. So I might, the body might say, listen, I'm lacking in, uh, let's go to Annie with a headache. And I'm actually thinking of a particular client that changed her name. Um, she had migraines continually and being tested for teeth and chiropractic and food allergies and Nobody had tested her for a disease called pyroles or pyroli, uh, mauve disease. It's called all sorts of things. Her body was stripping her of zinc, B6, B9, B12, and magnesium. And so uh, everyone went, oh, it's a menopausal age. But her body just was deficient. And uh, so I sent her up for a particular urine test, which I knew through pathology, get her on those vitamins, no more headaches. And the tripping over part was that she was tripping over her intuition. She knew that she was lacking in B12 because she kept being recognized as anemic, but she didn't understand the medical background. So it's understanding what's the body saying, what does it want, and how do we get it to an optimal level. It's not about fixing, curing, or any of that sort of stuff. It's allowing the person to shine their brilliance but the body is the one thing that we own. So let's play with that. So a session doesn't have to be about sickness. It can be, you know, people uh, blowing money, not meeting the right partner. There'll still be body links because each body part has a physical process plus an emotional process as well. And sometimes it's just acknowledging the body. Listen, your pancreas is saying such and such, and all of a sudden things change. So sometimes it's just communicating the body for the person. And and I love that because, you know, with, with what I do, I often bring in that information as well and, and really enjoy, you know, for me with the mediumship, I'll often have a, a client with me and I'll get a taste of like a metallic taste in my yes. mouth. Yes. And I'll know what that means intuitively based on, you know, the medical intuitive information. Yes. And knowing that, like you said, there is a connection spiritually to any yeah. dis-ease if, if someone has a physical manifestation yeah. of something and it's yes. simply a dis-ease in the body that yes. has that mental or emotional connection that yeah. we just need to talk and communicate with our bodies more and yeah. go, what do you need right now? <laughs> to come right. back into ease yeah and we forget like pregnant women might crave say um folic acid via the old-fashioned thing of ice cream and pickles well it might be that it's folic acid which is the pickles um or when teenagers crave huge amounts of sugar because they're deficient in chromium but we just don't listen to, i mean we used to listen to this and under naturopathy and the concept of witches and medicine, women and men, you know, it was there, but we've become such a society, and especially with my nursing background, of where's the pill? Where's the pill to fix it? But the body doesn't want the pill to fix it. So we're living longer, but we're sicker. We just don't seem to be as healthy, uh, if that makes sense. So part of medical intuition is being able to say, you're already whole. Medical means you're whole. And intuition Use that insight that you already know, that all of us have. Listen to ourselves. Yes. So that's why I love it. And get ex As you can hear, I get really excited about it. 
<laughs> and I love that because, you know, it is what you're passionate about and you're, you're in alignment with your purpose, which is beautiful and amazing to Thank feel you. and see and hear. So, Thank you. Um, and one of the things I want to pick up on is about your background and you talked about that, you know, it was not the dumb thing to see and feel and, and you know, do what you do. How did you cope with that and how did you move through, um, you know, your experiences with stepping into your work? Yeah, uh, it, it was quite challenging in the sense of children can be raw and real and just say, you know, I remember my 24-year-old son, we were walking, going up an escalator and there was a very obese woman and at the top of his voice, he was three years old, he said, Mommy, that lady's so fat, you know, just warm but I would say raw and real of that man's going to die or I can see whatever because of the culture it was seen as taboo and demonic and whatever so I learned very quickly don't say anything at the age of 16 I really lost myself one because mum had died and she was the only person I could connect with but um, I just stopped age 18 um, I was fully into nursing I met this lady I didn't have any idea what a clairvoyant psychic meet. I had no idea what any of that was. And this lady said, oh, I'm going to go and see a palmist. What's a palmist? And it was like Pandora's box of deliciousness opened up. And so I became connected to my tribe, if that makes sense. And it was having that support. Uh, but I still didn't understand that I was psychic or anything. I just thought, oh, everyone can still do it. And... Um, it wasn't until I shared with my nursing girlfriends about what I could do. However, at the age of 26, I still hadn't told my husband and I met him when I was 16. And so 10 years down the track, I was actually suicidal and having a nursing background, I had the pills in my hand, had the glass of water ready and I was ready to bump myself off because I went, I can't hold this back anymore. Like I'm actually in pain mentally and... Then I just got like these insights and visions and thought you can't you can't leave your son without a mum, like what happened to you? And so as soon as I stepped up and said, Look, this is who I am, that's where everything just seemed to universally unravel just so divinely and I'm so, so grateful. One to my son, uh, and now both sons, but just that I didn't bump myself off uh, because it was quite challenging. Uh, just holding back and that's why I wrote about the millennium children of that they're feeling like they're held back as well but they're quite amazing with amazing gifts and challenges and you know I, I, you and I share a similar story in some ways in that I was born into a family that not spiritual at all mm-hmm. and came in as a natural medium I could see hear feel know that I had people as I described them as a child in my room I could see them at night I could feel them I could talk to them I could hear the footsteps down the hallway and as a child in a family that didn't get that and didn't understand it I didn't understand either what was happening and you know I say that I closed it off in reality, looking back now, I was always supported by spirit and taught 
throughout my life and I had some challenges at school because sometimes I would just say things that mm. I knew intuitively yes. and psychically and, and from past loved ones and people thought I was odd. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. How do you deal with that or the opposite of being able to feel other people's emotions and, and yes. they're not expressing them? You're too yes. sensitive. So that brings me to the beautiful topic of the sensitive children and millennial mm. children. Let's talk about that. Mm. Uh, I, I, um, the terminology I use might be a little bit different from what's out there because uh, I know there's, um, it, you know, they've talked about Generation X, Y, Z. I don't know what they're going to now. They've talked about millennials. Um, they've talked about indigos and things like that. Uh, so the way I saw it and wrote about it was under millennium. Um, and the word millennium is means whole and complete, uh, like the Eye of Horus. It's the um, uh, Egyptian eyeliner eye, as I call it. And for me, I saw four personalities, and it was four because of the number of chamber in the heart. Anything that's number four means heart space. And there are four distinct personalities that we are all four but we will gravitate more to one than the other all of them have got these amazing gifts which can actually be their challenge but then their challenge is their gifts so uh, they've got particular learning styles particular um, colors that they're drawn to particular jobs that they'll be attracted to but the idea is that we understand you know the bully is not a bully something else is happening or the child because they're still sensitive or the child that uh, has been diagnosed as asperger's slash autistic although they can't communicate verbally my gosh they're communicating telepathically and extrasensory uh, please don't think they're dumb um, the child who is the computer buff and nerd, um, they might have really poor social skills, but they're connecting on a quantum reality. So they would be seen as the geek at school, but there's something else happening. So it's about taking away the stigma um, and the pigeonholing to see these children's gift of sensitivity, and it's a gift of sensitivity, is because they can tune into more than this third dimension. Got to see it to believe it. In their case, you've got to believe it to see it. And I think that's so magical coming back to children are magical. And yes, they are. We come into this world as magical spiritual beings of energy and light and love and whole and complete. And then we take on often stories that we get taught whether it's through family or, or friends or society or whatever. Um, and so I really love how you talk about their sensitivity being a gift and how we can really nurture that and show them that sensitivity can, in fact, be such a beautiful, amazing gift. And I wish more people would be. <laughs> yes. So... What would you share with parents of, you know, different types of sensitive children or, or those who are really spiritually connected? What 
tips would you share with parents? Probably not to call them sensitive and empaths is number one. And I say that because I see us as, whether we call ourselves parents or I call ourselves like guardians of the children. And I don't mean legal guardian. I mean, it's like we're here to help them blossom into this third dimension earth world uh, that they've chosen to come into that if we say to them, number one, but they're so sensitive, they're so sensitive, then they might not build up the immunity and know how to almost like drive their sensitivity. So by saying to them, you are so connected, what are you tapping into? What are you connecting to? It just tweaks it a wee bit. Uh, and the key with them is knowing they're actually in sensitivity. They are more immune to things than we are. Sometimes, although uh, like the food allergies and all that sort of thing that's happening, they might be sensitive on that level and emotionally, spiritually, but they can cope with things a lot better on some degree than we can. I see them as our teachers in the education and health systems. Uh, get to know your child. So in one of my books, I write about the personalities of, uh, say, the aqua that can communicate physically they might hit by punch they might be condoned as the bully their gift of sensitivity is so huge that they don't know how to um put it into form and then they pick up the energies of the earth world that we play with of you know there, there is a uh, heaviness sometimes here so they all channel it by oh i'll just hit you i'll bite you I'll punch you. So it's just, again, we're, it's almost like we're life skills coach for these gorgeous souls. Um, those that speak openly, which I just love, speak openly about, I call them all dudes. I don't call them spirits and guides because sometimes I don't know their names. So I say, hey, dudes, now, what have you got to say? You talk openly and they'll talk openly as well. So my boys always had the duality of I would always talk about the dudes and they would talk with me. And then my husband, who's got uh, a defense force background, he was in the army and then corporal, he's so not into this. But they could then do the both sides to marry up the both. So talking openly, um, having yummy things around you, like I call them pet rocks, crystals, love crystals, love, love, love. So crystals, essences, children, these children desperately need homeopathic, gentle, gentle remedies, not Western medicine. Um, but it is a marriage of the two. It's not counting out. Raw and real food. Um, these kids don't do well with the processed food at all. It really does come back to um, make the food, play with them. Um, so the biggest guidance is get to know them, listen to them, and they'll tell you exactly what they need. And I'm thinking as you talk about that of both my niece and nephew and they're both yes. very, uh, very connected little beings. My niece in particular, yes. I always had crystals in my home given my work and she would often play with the crystals. And I remember my mum saying to me that one day her and my niece were drawing and my niece looked at her, I think she was three or four, quite young, looked at my mum and said, oh, Grandma, your mummy, was her name Blah? 
And did yeah, she yeah. look like blah, blah, and described her perfectly. And she had never met her, never Love in it. the physical, um, never been told anything about her. And my mum just went, oh, oh. <laughs> and, and not, I mean, she supports my work, but doesn't quite understand yes. what yes. it is. And I just had a little giggle because, you know, me knowing what I know, I had a giggle because she's just a little mini medium that's come into the world um, and her dad's so against it and so doesn't believe it. And I thought, okay, that's your journey. Um, She knows she's got her auntie to go to when she's ready to have that conversation. And so, you know, I love you talking about the playing with the rocks and the crystals because that's what she does and she loves that. And you know, I, I thank you for being the auntie. And it's like these little souls seem to almost come to families at the moment, probably the last 10 years I've watched them, come to the families that are not into uh, metaphysical and they're just trying to slowly wake them up, which is fantastic. But then they'll have an auntie or a friend or a, somebody else that can be like a resource of support. And uh, yeah, all, all of these munchkins come into the world going, well, no, I know such and such and, and the uh, asleep adults, I call them, how do they know that? And if you ask them, how do you know that? I don't know, I know. You know, they're just so, I don't know. And I just think, because they're totally raw and real and delicious. So, yes, yes. And the fastest way to support them um, is not to ask them how they know, just validate it and say thank you and encourage them to to speak and continue yeah and and i love that because you know i i do support her and encourage her quietly yeah yeah very quietly yeah. without stepping on toes and yes you know me being in colombia and her being in australia she yes. often misses that connection and so i often get the dream visitations, the telepathy, the, the conversations. And then the next morning I'll talk to her, her mum and she'll say, oh, she was talking about you this morning and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, yep, I knew that. So, yeah. you know, I think that we've got to be open to these little beings knowing so much more than we do and they can mm. teach us so much mm. about mm. How to come back to who we are at that pure yes. level. Yes, yes. And, you know, even in the school, so I teach the millennial children in schools and teach them tuition at university and cruises and things. And when I go into the school, I just have to tweak my language. But I watch and I'll sit up the back and then the teacher will introduce me and things. And um, you just see, I can see the children just pushing the teacher just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Um, and it is very much of um, we learn from them, not us learn from them. Uh, we're teaching them life skills of how to deal with this funky world. But their wisdom is just so not, is so. I call it the absolute, where they're t- connected to the totality of all reality and so when they blurt out, oh, well, that rock, you know, there's a man standing there, blah, 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 
it's like, well, they, they can, they know, they just know, just trust it and just go with it. So, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. And thank you so much for sharing that. Can you just tell listeners um, what the name of your book is if they're interested in reading a little sure. bit more about that and where they can get access to it and where they can buy a copy? Oh, thank you. So there's two books and they're two books because there's quite a lot of information and if I had to read a book that big, I wouldn't have done it. So I've made it two books, but they're one. So the first one's The Millennium Children and then the next one is Empowering the Millennium Children. So get to know them and here are the strategies to support them. And they're on my website at www.millenniumeducation.com. Com. You can also find them on Amazon as uh, the ebooks as well. Perfect. Um, and if people want to connect with you further, what what services and programs do you offer for people um, that yeah, they can connect with you on? Yes, they can come and learn medical intuition for themselves, uh, learn about medical intuition, millennium children. And under those umbrellas is things like chart courses, uh, medical intuitive cards. I've just released, September last year, released the first medical intuitive cards in the whole of the world. So excited. So people can use them for themselves um, if they can't come to the courses and of course there's private sessions but I am fully booked for the rest of the year so come and play with the medical intuitive cards along in the courses. Yeah lovely thank you so much Jean for talking to me today and sharing a little bit of your story and sharing with my listeners um, about who you are what you do and empowering those beautiful little children that are so connected and beautifully able to teach some of us adults (laughs) in this world how we can be more connected to our own soul and to our own authentic spirit so thank you I so appreciate it oh Leanne thank you and thank you for all you do I'm truly truly grateful and thank you to everybody out there in the world And if you want to check out what I offer, jump on my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au and you can book in for individual readings and sessions as well as intuitive coaching. I do also teach people about how they can connect in with their intuition, their psychic and mediumship abilities and also do coaching around shifting through patterns of beliefs and, and things like that. If you're interested in retreats, please feel free to jump on my website and check out the Mirror of the Soul Retreat, which is offered every May here in Colombia, where we take you through a beautiful, amazing journey in sacred science here in Colombia and also get you transforming, growing and shifting through any stuff that you've got playing out to change your life in whatever area that may be. For September, we have the keys to the Heart Retreat, which is all about love. So if you're open to and wanting to embrace more love in your life, whether it's for partner, family, self, business, finances, whatever, then come and join us here in Colombia. I am Leanne, the Barefoot Medium. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to you tuning into the next episode of Barefoot Radio.